This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Medical students are a multifaceted group of people with many talents. So, as I was thinking about today's show, I was thinking, just for funsies, let's make some, you guys can make some art. If you're interested in this, just look up MSDP. You'll get a list of like 80 some programs that will help you avoid having to pay for certain parts of your training. No, the multiverse exists. What are you talking about? I mean, I'm. I want it to exist, but it also stresses me out that it exists. So I choose to <laughs> not believe that it exists. Okay. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. It's the show that gives you an honest look at medical school. Yeah. The number one <laughs> the number the number one show in the world. Yes. That gives you oh. An honest look at medical school. Yeah, there's got to be or a just the number one really show in the cloud. world. Yeah, end the sentence. The number one. What do you mean? We're the number one show in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we're saying. Oh, okay, in yeah. this specific category. In no, specific no, just end the world. No, just just end the, the, the sentence. Yeah, move the heck over, NPR. With this, <laughs> this, yes, the number one show in this tiny segment of all possible listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm Dave Etler. With me today in the SCP studio, a bouquet of medical student flowers. Like the dazzling MD-PhD student, Miranda Skeen. Hello. We've also got the uh, Garden Fresh MD-PhD student, Riley Bean Bush. Hello there. Uh, we've got the jewel-toned Mallory Kalish. Hiya. And, of course, rounding out the bouquet, it's the fragrant M1, Matt Engelkin. Howdy. Fragrant. How do you feel fragrant? about fragrance? Yeah. yeah, how do we feel Is about it that? Is a good fragrance? Yeah, I mean, I think look. fragrance good. Like fragrance, well, well it, it can be. be. like you didn't put on deodorant But this I would morning. never describe something smelly as fragrant. Like I would use worse terms for that. That's so fair, So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and assume it skews positive. Yeah, fragrant, it has a positive connotation. But of all the adjectives you could use to describe someone, like <laughs> I don't think fragrant would be in my top 10 even probably. Fair. That's fair. Good. Sorry, man. <laughs> Hey, did any of you uh, make any art for the CECOM art show that's currently up in the Papa John Biomedical Discovery Building Skyway? I don't think people want my art. Yeah, I am not. <laughs> I don't do that. But it is very pretty. Isn't I have it? enjoyed my time. I spent a good it. 20 minutes just staring at yeah, it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Probably to avoid other tasks, but it's it pretty. Great. It's pretty amazing the the talent in all forms, but that, that medi- medical students have in all forms. But uh, it's, I mean, wow. You're saying you don't think medical students can do anything? Other than do medicine? Medical students, what I'm trying to say is that medical students are a multifaceted group of people with many talents Mm -hmm. and many, many interests. Yes. Right? And so I just love seeing some really beautiful work on display. So much good stuff. And, and, you know, so as I was thinking about today's show, I was thinking, you know, just for funsies, let's make some, you guys can make some art for me. What a wonderful thing to do in You've an chosen, audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> With more students who didn't submit art to the art show. Well, look, it, it, we, you don't need to do art. to do. You don't need to be an artist to do art. I really didn't mm. think that that point was going to stump you, in all honesty. I really thought it'd be a lot harder. 
I'm not very smart. So, so I put together some some art supplies there for you. Some some uh, markers and 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 these are watercolor markers and some oh. clipboards with some paper on them. That explains the water. I was yes. I was curious yeah. about it's the water. Not for your hydration, although. I'm sure it's non-toxic, the, the watercolor <laughs> markers. So if you if you like. I thought you meant the water. <laughs> I'm sure the water's non-toxic. I learned that in med school. I've put up a piece here that to inspire you if you want to if you want to take a look at that. Something I found on Reddit by user two sizes. And by the end, maybe we'll find out that you've made some masterpieces and I'll post them on Instagram for everybody to to oh. see and admire and, and or maybe they will never see the light of day. Because they're just because we will that, burn them. They're just that hideous. I don't think that's gonna happen. Couple I don't think options. that's gonna happen. So go ahead, uh, dig in. Okay. This piece that I chose, sort of at random from from uh, redditor two sizes, is a uh, sort of a it's a picture of a, a campsite with a moon, some trees, and a bear walking toward the tent. Walking toward a tent, presumably. Not um, and I feel like I feel like it's all very it's it's all maybe except for the bear it's all pretty <laughs> simple shapes of various sizes and you know you can put them together dip dip you you know give a little water on your paper to sort of let things spread out and just try for, some shit for, I've got plenty of paper too if you want to start for, for our viewers at home all four of us have now sat poised here for two minutes with a pen hovering over the paper going I don't know so you said that it was inspiration and then you described it so well so now I'm like do I have to no, draw it no. no you don't have to do it but I think I think the point is that you know with a little practice I feel like with a little practice anyone can do something wow. that's a hot something take. that looks hot something take. that looks halfway you know decent okay. and cool i'm going pure preschooler with this nice. we're just starting with some grass nice it's just a scribble meanwhile we've got a listener question from morgan oh uh, we have to multitask yeah yeah you do oh baby. no she called into our short coats listener line at 347 short ct with some questions about phds and mds this is morgan again i should have never said my name in the first place so that i could have dave make up a new name for me every time I called in with a question. Well, that's but regardless, um, you guys are doing great things as always. So thanks for keeping those podcasts coming every Thursday. I wanted to ask kind of a two-pronged question. So I switched my route from just wanting to pursue an MD to doing a dual MD-PhD degree about my sophomore year of college. And I'm a senior now. I'm going to take a year off. But looking at PhDs, I almost wish I started the process way earlier. Could you guys talk about the way you looked for your PhDs in particular? Were you looking at the PIs and the research they did and were interested in the specific PI, and so that's why you applied to the school? Or did you just apply generally? Did you have no idea what you were doing? I have a whole Excel spreadsheet started now, uh, and I'm worried that I should have started this earlier. Also, did you guys ever look into doing your PhD first and your MD later? Why did you decide to pursue the dual MD-PhD degree at the same time? I'm thinking of applying to a couple scholarships, such as the Marshall Scholarship, to get my uh, PhD first and then apply to med school. So what are your thoughts on all of that? And have you had to think about that before, of course, you were accepted into the MD-PhD? program so thanks as always this voicemail is getting long so i'm going to end it now you guys are awesome have a great day thanks for uh calling with your question miranda riley you'll be especially helpful as i as your medical scientist trainees absolutely let's start with the first question which is what was your methodology how did you end up picking this school they accepted me 
<laughs> uh, no, I, I, I kid, kind of. I think I've probably talked about this on the show before, but I definitely picked this school purely because when I interviewed, I just really liked the community. I thought it had a lot of really good community support. It had programs. I mean, honestly, the programs I was interested in were kind of a backseat. I had very broad research interests going into PhD. Like, I just wanted to study proteins interacting with anything, which is like... 60% of all science or all medical science, I guess I should say. So I really picked it based on just the environment I thought I would be successful in. In my experience, to hit upon something I heard in that question, it is very rare for people to pick programs based on PIs that are at that program. It does happen, but normally that's something that they think about before they're even applying is like, oh, I've heard about this guy. I would really like to work with him. I've like emailed him and he says he'd be interested in me. That's definitely the exception rather than the rule is to have any kind of PI in mind. I didn't even have a department in mind when I applied. So I think it's far more like you could chill a little bit figuring out what PI you want to work with. You will rotate, you will learn about the program and you'll learn about your interests as you go through that whole thing. So Yeah, I would completely agree with that. As far as choosing schools, I think it definitely depends on what you're interested in going into. So if you have a PhD program in mind, say molecular medicine, or in my case, biomedical engineering, like that actually might lower the schools that you might be interested in going to. So for example, biomedical engineering is actually not offered at every medical scientist training program. Mm -hmm. So I actually had to narrow down based on which schools actually had departments that I would be interested in doing research in. And not only that, but I had to look at which departments had cell tissue engineering because it's very common that they'd have things like imaging or kind of like more physics based engineering. But I was really more interested in like the biomaterials, cell tissue engineering. So I think looking more broadly at the programs and what you might actually be interested in doing and looking to see is there generally kind of departments that are interested in those areas that will help you start to narrow down which schools to actually look into. A really good thing that I always like to emphasize, though, is when you're looking into MD, PhD programs, something that I had kind of learned in the process was what the difference between MD, PhD programs and medical scientist training programs. Mm -hmm. They're the same. MSTP is kind of what we colloquially will call it. It just means an MD, PhD program. But the specifics about them is that they are fully funded through the NIH. So I would highly recommend if you're interested in this looking, just look up MSTP. You'll get a list of like 80 some programs that are actually funded that will help you avoid the possibility of having to pay for certain parts of your training. It's a very long time. So the more you can kind of be funded, the better, I would say. So, so this brings up the difference between yes. the, the clear difference between getting your PhD correct first and your MD second or the other way around. Yes. Um, it's a great transition, Dave. I kind of forgot about that part. <laughs> Excellent segue. Excellent segue. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I think it's I would say it's more uncommon to do them separately. There are a few people that I've known that are PhD MDs. Generally, it's kind of like the order in which you've gotten the degrees. And mm -hmm. some people will go and get a PhD and then do an MD. I would say it's going to be long regardless of which way you choose, but you get like minor shortcuts when you do them both together. Yeah. And more specifically, the funding. I know depending on which PhD program you choose, depending on which MD PhD program you choose, if you choose an MSTP program, 
all of those will have different funding opportunities. Some will be fully funded and you won't have to pay for school and maybe you'll get a stipend. Some will be partially funded in which you'll get school paid for, but you won't get the stipend. Like you just have to think more critically and don't just, I guess, accept any program because you just want to go somewhere as quick as possible. Like know that you're there for a long time and it's okay to like to know your value and know your worth and like seek out getting that funding because you're going to be here throughout the entirety of your 20s. So you might as well get some get some cash and return yeah. for the hard work that you'll put in in terms of research. Yeah, definitely the biggest downside to doing them separately is the fact that in an MSTP program, more than likely, especially one that's fully funded, they that so for graduate school, your tuition is paid by the school and then you also get a living stipend. That's because you are an employee. You do research work for the school and you may also TA some classes. So you are an employee kind of. Whereas for medical school, if you apply to medical school, as many students have pointed out, you uh, do not get your tuition paid for and you have to pay for tuition. Exactly. Someone is shaking their head in the studio. <laughs> so if you do them separately, you will most likely end up paying for your medical school tuition, which is probably the biggest downside. So I would probably recommend that only if you're not sure you want to do, if you're sure you want to get a medical degree, definitely an MSTP is the way to go, especially because there are some shortcuts, like you will do your rotations during your medical school years. So you get to cut down some years off your PhD. You don't have to do two application processes. You don't have to get accepted to two different schools. You just kind of get everything integrated. So of the two, definitely a combined degree is the one you want to go for if that's the career path that you want. And I like it. So, yeah, I, I think definitely take like a critical look at do you really want kind of the time? And it does sound like you've really like thought this through and you would She's got a damn spreadsheet. She's got a damn spreadsheet. So I respect that. I'm sure I probably had some degree of a spreadsheet when I was trying to do it, but nothing says forethought like a medical student. Nothing says forethought like a medical student with a spreadsheet. And I think. I think just kind of looking at what do you really want out of it? I think money does come into play, especially when you're looking into MSTP programs um, or MD-PhD programs. Just make sure that uh, I don't want to say that you don't get taken advantage of because schools are definitely not out here to take advantage of you. But Mm -hmm. I guess more so just know your worth. Know that if you seek it out, you can be fully funded. And like that will take off a major burden of the eight years of training that you will have during this time, whereas your medical student friends will eventually graduate and will start residency and start earning a lot sooner than you will. Uh, Money is not everything in this. I would never tell anyone to do the MD, PhD or MSTP programs for the money. That's Mm -hmm. not worth it. You're not making much. And a lot of people could probably do the math and you could run the numbers of paying tuition, going to residency sooner and getting out into the job market sooner. Yeah. Not not to mention that if you're doing a lot of your career doing research, you get paid less as Correct. well. So there's a long term pay cut as well. Mm-hmm. So I like to like say the pros versus cons there, but it is like I think it's the coolest thing ever. And Talk about I the love pros of just MD versus MD PhD. Yes. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, well, so so are there. Maybe you've already talked about this. Are there cons associated with getting your degrees sequentially versus so the cons of being in a dual degree program versus getting them separately Ah, ah. cons of the dual degree so yeah cons of doing them separately would be like kind of 
money time you might finish one and not want to do the other that might actually be a pro of doing them separately is that if you're not sure you want one of them do the first one because once you enter an md phd you're essentially contractually bound to finish unless like something goes wrong so you know if you get there and you realize oh i actually don't want a phd it's kind of well tough you have to do your phd you agreed to so if you're not sure you want to do both of them i i I shouldn't say that i wasn't sure i wanted to but if you're not pretty darn sure you want both of them i would doing them separately would offer you a lot more flexibility i know for the md program at least here and a few other schools you can apply to transfer from being just an md to going into your mstp2 that's another so yeah i had a crisis and i like looked very seriously into this so it's not like if you're an MD, you have to like commit to never ever do, being an MSCP student. It depends yeah. on the school, but you can a lot of times transfer into an MSCP program. Yeah, too. I think we have a couple. I think Aline did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's, if I remember correctly. there's probably two or three for each MSCP class that are advanced standing students. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily rely on that because, like, you know, you. You would there do it. There's a possibility that you would get rejected, but it is a good option. If I feel you really like you would to. do it if you got into it and, like, in. Mallory's case she had some reason to like look into it after yeah oh yeah yeah exactly but you would yeah you would probably wouldn't want to rely on that that doesn't make much sense I would say the other the other benefit to combined versus not combined is you are thoroughly integrated within research and medicine throughout the entire time of your kind of clinical training so or I guess not clinical training but of your training so when you're learning the didactics you're also kind of having a little bit of a foot in research and as you're going through research you have a foot in the clinical sphere so I think that's the benefit if you see yourself as a physician scientist and you want to integrate both into your life someday having the ability to have gone through a couple semesters of medical school, then do your PhD and have that clinical background, I think has been really beneficial for myself as I start to think how this might apply to students or to my patients down the road. So I think that's what you might not get if you do them both separately is being able to like have your foot in both. I think if you did a PhD and then you did four years of medical school after, you would not have enough time for research if you wanted to continue that through medical school and you actually might not be able to like return to research until residency and or after residency so yeah that's like another key thing to consider is like do you want them to be integrated and do you want to start training yourself that you they will be integrated for the rest of your career anything else we want to tell morgan about this no good luck it's the coolest thing ever so yeah it's awesome we love it. Nice. <laughs> we're we're admittedly biased observers, but you we know. are. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, the, I guess the the final piece of advice is like, make your spreadsheets, but the spreadsheets are not the whole story. <laughs> the the decade of excellence thing that I see many MD PhD students doing, I call it the decade of excellence because basically you're here for you know 10 years don't remind, don't remind me yeah. hey look i love having you around for that long nothing more rude than asking a grad student when they're going to graduate yeah seriously <laughs> not you i'm saying that a lot of a, a lot of undergrads yeah. in the lab will could be like oh when are you graduating and i'm like don't Shut say up. it <laughs> don't i ask it's like asking i don't know like yeah it's like that it's the woman if she's pregnant and you're not sure that you should never do yeah, that just by don't the ask. way just don't ask a grad you student could, when they graduate you just could don't. be 100% sure just don't ask even if the grad students said they're defending in a couple in a couple weeks, yeah, don't even ask. Just don't ask because because if they are defending in a couple of weeks, the last thing they want to think about is leaving. 
Maybe start with what color is your underwear. It's there a PSA. Go. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. much. I would much, rather. That's much I would rather someone ask me what color my underwear is than ask me when I'm graduating. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Send it to all my family members. All of my extended <laughs> family will get that clip. <laughs> I know it's the annual Christmas torture. So absolutely. When, so you've been in school a while. When are you graduating? Shut up. <laughs> when, are, when are you having kids? Back off, Grandma. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well. Morgan? I appreciate that you guys had that conversation in Mallory. Yeah. And we're just over here coloring. I'm so sorry. That's why Dave put him out for us. He knew we would just be sitting here chilling. Yeah, that, that's what the art supplies were for. The little baby M1s doing their artwork. <laughs> so cute. How's it, how's it coming there? How do you feel? I got something. Nice. Nice. I can see, I can, I can only see uh, Riley's. <laughs> it looks awesome. You're in I got water looks incredible. on it in a place I didn't want water on it. Riley, I feel like you need to use more water. Back off, Dave. <laughs> it's the artist Pat. Like, what do you like, mean? You're wow. gonna tell an artist how to do their so, you art? know, Dave, I think you need to mind your own damn business. <laughs> that was almost worse than asking a grad student when they're gonna graduate. <laughs> trying to Well, I think you're doing your art wrong. I trying to, to Dave explain my art. Exactly. Look, look, I just provide helpful hints, you know, like you don't have to take them. Helpful hints. That's what I'm here for. Help in quotation marks. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcodes at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. We're in the midst of our spring 2022 listener drive. We uh, want to bring our message to new people to encourage them during their med school journey while acknowledging the triumphs and the trials. To that end, I hope you will share the show with your friends and colleagues. As a small token of my thanks, I will send you one of these acrylic pins. Mallory, grab one of those acrylic pins right there. Ooh. These acrylic pins I made for you, short coats. (laughs) They're like lapel pins. You know, like adorable. Aren't they adorable? Those are so cute. You can get, there are three ways to get a uh, pin. Two of them are absolutely free just for sharing. Or you can just buy one for six bucks. Do you think six bucks is a good price for one of these? Uh, oh, yeah. They seem very high quality. Yeah. Mm. I don't it's know. Good I, pin backing. I mean, you are just like talking. Tap- you're talking to someone who uh, just came back from Disney World and definitely spent like $10 per pin uh, on a bunch of pins. Yeah. So, well, I mean, so maybe you're out of money for pins. I am out of money, but I would still your, buy one your if pin I had the budget, money. Your pin budget has been exhausted. That envelope that you keep your pin money in. How do you know about that? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to cut the price in half, bitches. <gasps> Whoa. What? $2.99 starting the moment this episode comes out. What? Wow. Run to That's the, what's n- the website? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> That's more than half off. Head Run. over to the shortcoat.com slash pin to find out the various ways to get one. I'm super grateful out uh, for you listeners out there listening um, and for your support of the show. It's, it's just amazing. Thank I'm you so much. I'm going to the shortcoat.com right now to get one. My pin budget just expanded. <laughs> By $2.99? Yes. Well, $2 was too much. But. The, sh- the show hasn't come out yet, so I haven't changed the price. I'm saying that when it's airing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I we, can, we live in the future. I'm so I, can, I can think in the future too, Dave. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, boy. The, don't you know when you get a dual doctorate degree, your brain expands by 20%? Oh, that's okay. a truth. No, that, I definitely why, would not know that's that. That's why we all have such big heads. <laughs> you know, I, I do love spending time with y'all. Aw. You know, just getting to know you. I mean, you're just, you're such fascinating creatures. Thank creatures you. is a Th- proper thank term. You? Yeah. Like fragrant. It's a... Very fragrant. <laughs> you're, you're I'm f- a fragrant creature. You're fragrant. <laughs> you're like a, like a, like a ferret. <laughs> like a ferret. 
scary. Like, like a, a lab rat. Like a, like a musk ox. Musk ox. You are pulling out the most obscure animals. Dog, cat, bird. Like a ferret or a musk ox. I'm not even sure what a... That's an ox, but I don't know what a... I don't know what makes it a musk ox. I bet they're fascinating creatures. So to help me get inside your delightful heads and you into mine, uh, so we can peer around at our own gooey centers, I've found some questions for us to to bat around. Uh, just for just for kicks, for kicks, just for kicks. Love Nothing, kicks. you know. No, there's there's no points. There's no grade. There's David's no particular. Always a competition. We're medical students. Yeah, we are yeah. always in competition with one another. Fair enough. <laughs> so let's start with this one. What isn't real, but you wish was real? The multiverse. My will to live. How do you know the I multiverse? <laughs> Is this a I, riddle or a question? No, it's just a question. Just okay. a conversation starter. No, the multiverse exists. What are you talking about? I mean, I I want it to exist, but it also stresses me out that it exists. So I choose to not <laughs> believe that it exists. So therefore, like part wait, of but, me wants wait, it, part you, of me doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Let me interpret the question how I want. <laughs> that's that's the whole idea. This is five dimensional thinking right here. I just want to point out that I feel like you've said at least three times during this episode that you're stressed out. Do we do we need to have an intervention, me? Riley? I didn't. I, honestly... You're saying that, and I had no idea that I said that that much. I'm internally stressed. Art stresses you out. The multiverse stresses you out. (laughs) Okay, but I made a beautiful photo, so now I'm less stressed. I mean, so my stress has gone back to baseline. Multiverse brought it up a little bit, but just ask me the next question, and it'll come right back down. All right. (laughs) What do you wish was... uh... Yeah. What do, you wish it, was, what do you wish was real that isn't? I think a teleporter would be really cool. Oh, oh uh, that's yeah. a good one. Sure. Yeah, that's an excellent one. That is a great one because I want to travel a lot, but the time that it takes to travel. Yeah, and I can imagine a teleporter expensive. would be expensive, though. Or even oh, just like be, but... getting to school. Like, I know it's a 10 minute bike ride, but it'd be so much easier <laughs> if gonna, I could just. It's going to be like, sight so low. Like I got to get home and... real quick. <laughs> if we, so here's what. Actually, here's what Matt's going to do. Like, when teleportation becomes real, he's going to. He's going to put the teleporter sort of sideways on the floor next to his bed. So he basically roll out. Rolls yeah. out. Rolls into school. I love it. Plops into the learning community and was yeah. like, I don't know when I got here. Yes. I mean, unironically, though, when I if I had a teleporter, because my bus ride, because it's kind of circuitous, takes about half an hour to get here. It only takes about 10 minutes to get back, but it takes half an hour to get to school. So I'm very limited in the time I can go home and get lunch. Do you know how much time I would save if I could just, or time and money, actually, if I could just like teleport home, grab my lunch, teleport back to school? Easy peasy. Do you know how much more my dog would love me? I'd oh, go home like so every much. hour. Yeah. Oh, like, all the hey, time. What's up? Like, oh my gosh, this is stressing me out. Let me go pet my cat and then <laughs> come back to school, deal with it. Or like I had to drive to school today because I had to bring some stuff I couldn't bike with me. And so now I have to yeah. pay for parking and I could just like go home and, if you and stay there. If you stay there all day, you'll you will pay twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. That parking garage is expensive. I was going to park in the parking garage this morning because I brought in a Keurig for my desk and then I thought again. I was like, twenty dollars, that is absolutely not happening for this Keurig so I did park in Hancher I was very proud of myself yeah I treat myself occasionally but me Dave Ramsey I'm killing it (laughs) good job he for sure listens to this absolutely Mallory anything you uh... I wish superheroes were real I would love to look up and see someone flying or I agree or be that person oh yeah yeah. what would be your superhero skill aka superpower (laughs) (laughs) I love superpowers I superhero skills um I don't know that's a good one Shapeshifting, I think, is on, on the top one. I, I would like love that. I like to that. do that. That's an yeah. excellent one. What about you, Riley? 
You've asked me a very hard question that I didn't have <laughs> enough time to think it? about. Yes, yes, I am. Well, stress we, level going up. We needed like a Riley stress meter. <laughs> way, way to go, Mallory. I think, yeah. I gosh, because you bring up shape shifting and that seems like it would take over flying. Like flying, I'm like, imagine yeah. into a bird. Shape shift into anything. I think yeah. everything y'all have said makes me reconsider my answer, but yeah. go ahead. I saw a great um, post on time. I, I watch a lot of, I see a lot of like Tumblr posts. And one of my favorites was like the best superpower would be the power to control luck. So it's like, oh, there's a 0% oh. chance that it's going to rain today. It's 100% now. Like <laughs> the no, power to control probability. Huh. I don't know how that would work, but it would be cool. Yeah. There's a 100% chance questions. that I can fly and not get hurt. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There's a 100% <laughs> chance that if I jump off this building, I'll fly. Fantastic. I, I you know. I feel like uh, I wanted space travel to like like <gasps> space travel yes. in the sense that you know you'd like go to the airport and yeah. you, know, you can just get on a spaceship like just a instead. shuttle to Mars. Isn't oh. that in in progress and work? I mean, yeah, but depending uh, on who you ask, right? Don't you have about, enough money? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Don't you have billions of dollars? Few people to send realize how to... how lucrative being an administrative <laughs> services coordinator at a uh, at a uh, large Those midwestern. Uh, Institute of Higher Learning. Those podcasting dollars aren't enough to <laughs> shoot you in a rocket with Bezos. But I had 99 pins. We'll get them. So buy your pins. We need to send Dave to Mars. <laughs> but if you've got teleportation, mm, I see that's why I reckon yeah, I didn't mm. think of that one. Well, teleportation itself won't help because you will probably need a spaceship at some point if you would like to go to space. Because mm. I, it's going to be a problem if you teleport yourself to space. I and was kind of like, thinking of it as like a gear. like a like a wristband or like a like watch a tech, you just like click it's techie it instead of no. like yeah. a superpower. that that's even worse like if you're not teleporting between specific teleportation sites like if your coordinates are off a second and you teleport inside a wall that's like my nightmare no 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 no. if it's if we have teleportation it's teleportation boots no, it doesn't need to charge. It's no, it, has, it would have to be charged. I would forget to charge. I know, I'd be you're, stuck somewhere. Or what happens, what happens if you're sleeping or in a precarious <laughs> moment? What happens if you click your teleportation and then suddenly you're elsewhere and you're maybe not prepared to be elsewhere? No, your no, your no, sexual no. partner would be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> or someone shows up. Like, I don't know. No, 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 no. This actually becomes the new like, oh, I'm sorry. I was having bad reception. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need to be out of this conversation. Oh, sorry. I accidentally clicked my teleportation. Teleportation ban. Yeah. You, you have reminded me. You have reminded me that there are two modern problems that I can't really get a handle on. One of which is uh, the need to charge a smartwatch. Okay, so that oh, that's yeah. that's that a, hard. That's uh, you. I think you point out a valid problem with Matt's wristband idea. Unless some I future mean, invention obviates the need for power. I mean, if we're saying that everything's magical, then one, you can't click it unless you want to, and two, you can't go anywhere you don't well, want the, to. The other problem I have is my propensity to butt dial people, which <laughs> happens way or get more, butt dialed. Or, which yeah. happens way more often to me than I think it does to other people for reasons I don't quite understand. Again, all I'm saying, all this gets solved if we just follow Star Trek rules, and you can only teleport from teleporter to tel- like but either yeah. from a teleporter to a but, place. But oh, well, so no, Jeff you, Bezos can be the only one with a teleporter? No, I want direct-to-consumer teleportation. (laughs) I want to cut out the middleman. There needs to be a teleport pad on one side of the transaction. Like, you can, like, it's like from the planet to to the space station to the space station to the planet. Okay. But then you have to build them. That limits You have to build the watch. What are we talking no, about? Once the, <laughs> once the watch is built, you can go anywhere. The infrastructure but, is, and, including is horrible. Including inside a wall. I don't, I don't want to teleport inside a wall. 
You don't trust. You don't trust yourself I, to competently operate it. You need more math in your life. Yes. All the engineers are like, "No, this is fine." I tripped over my own feet yesterday. No, I don't trust myself with a teleporter. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. My math skills aren't great, so you know, if I yeah, forget to no. carry the one or put the decimal point, yeah, exactly. I don't even get coordinates. I if somebody told me a number followed by five decimals and they put south next to it, I'd be like, I have no idea what you're saying. You just coordinate that into Google Earth. World coordinates, crazy. Insane. Okay. Who's understanding them? <laughs> well, I, th- I think you have to have a map to understand. I don't think anybody is like, oh, I need to go to 39.345 east by 78.24 south. And they're like, you oh, yeah, the that, McDonald's on the corner. There are also people in this world that are reciting like hundreds of numbers of the number pi. Somebody needs so, like, to look somebody's up that. definitely got this knowledge in their brain and they use it as like a party trick to get girls at a bar. Somebody like, needs to look up that location. <laughs> that, somebody needs to look up that location that you just said. And wait, figure out wait, 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 wait. So you're saying, you back to- <laughs> I want to go back to this pickup strategy. So you're saying, yes. listen up, all men in the universe, walk up to the potential romantic partner of your choice you in go. a crowded bar yes. with music playing and go, hey, do you want the, the coordinates of the Denny's down the road? No, what I'm I saying is, no, I want the Denny's in like South like okay, no, I, no, I want is, that Denny. This is how it goes: is somebody's somebody walks up to somebody in a bar and they're like, "Hey, I know if give me some coordinates, I'll tell you exactly where it is." And this is the problem: is that if somebody walked up to me and did that, I'd be like, "I couldn't even recite coordinates. I don't even know the I, like structure in which I'm supposed to recite them. I think like, there's supposed to be a north or a south, an east or a west. But like, can I have all four? But then how would I you know? know? So if someone walks up and you're like, "Tell me a place, I'll tell you the coordinates," and you're like, "Oh, tell me the coordinates of the Eiffel Tower." And they're like number 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 number. What the heck? You, like- Phone, Google Maps. Yeah, <laughs> you Google Maps it. This is like a five minute conversation. This is actually a really great way to pick up a person in a bar. <laughs> it's a party you just trick. have to have a computer for a brain, and then you're gonna because you'll be able to like. That's the one thing that I would pick up people with. Is yeah. Like- <laughs> I know everything. For the record, I've now I'm now married and been in a relationship for six yeah. years. I don't know how people no, like, are picking like, people okay, up anymore. Short like, code listener, do this in a bar and just watch them like immediately start reaching for their clothing fasteners. Like <laughs> you may be able to wait to get home. <laughs> like I can't handle it anymore. I can't I can't do this. And then they teleport away and they're like, oh, sorry. I accidentally hit the teleporter. <laughs> They're like, oh, I wonder if I'll hear from them ever again. <laughs> Didn't even get their name. <laughs> if you email us a video of that, Dave will send you a pin yeah. for free. <laughs> I, 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 I pure by pledge. Write in, call two us. Pins for yeah, free. we'll give you two free pins. And then you can give that pin to the person. Yeah, you're then, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> that's the second part of the pickup strategy. The pickup strategy is also like, but I also have these cool pins, and then you slide it across the table like a like a drug deal. I don't know if that's how people do drugs. That's how that works. Dating advice, yeah. drug dealing advice, dating advice, advice drug dealing all. advice. I don't do any of it. Welcome to med school, guys. <laughs> this podcast is just people who are unqualified giving advice that is bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Everything we say on this show is true and correct, and you can take this to your financial advisor, and they'll tell you exactly the same thing. Minus okay. the MSTP advice, I feel like that was pretty decent. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid advice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do another question. That was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you didn't expect that to happen. I, well, uh, all right. Uh, what do you think is the absolute best job? 
Ooh, I'm supposed to say what we do. Being a doctor. No, no, no. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. I, okay, I think about this a lot. I think being like a dog influencer would be the best job. Oh, yeah. You are not uh-huh. like you. So we're not yourself, talking about influencing dogs. We're talking about it. No, an I'm talking like if dogs. I, if my dog was making me millions a year and I didn't have to have my face plastered everywhere, like dogs don't care. Like they're not going to be recognized that much that it would then like impede their ability to go to Trader Joe's. Not that dogs can go to Trader Joe's. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like being an actual influencer sounds terrible. Being a dog influencer is so pure. It's just like, hey, I found this cool dog brand and like it's food and they're paying me $20,000 to post this one post. That's a good good one. To me, it seems like low risk, high reward. I had not. I I would never have thought of dog influencer. I love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Follow at Lady Feberton on Instagram. I made my dog Instagram. I'm not actually trying to, but she is super cute. Uh, I'm... For the record, though, I am not trying to make this a, an influencer page. I do not have time or resources for that. There was a point where I briefly entertained the idea of trying to make my cat famous on Instagram because I kept having to take him to the vet. And I'm like, listen, if you're going to keep racking up these bills, you're going to have to start paying some of the rent. Like, you got to help a girl make out. Make your cat work for you. Exactly. It did I not did, work for the record. But. I did uh, I did set up an Instagram for my cat. What is it? I am Pandora. I will eat you. We should start tagging all the all yeah. the animals in the Instagram posts that you guys put out. Yeah, my, mine is at this cat has layers. I haven't posted in two years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I just well, she was such a cute. I'm little, active. <laughs> she was such a cute little tiny, teeny, tiny kitten when I got her. You know, it was it was hard not to post her all the time on Instagram, and I still post my cats on Instagram. Okay, so in what, jobs, what do you think, right. job? Oh, pass. I don't have one yet. Oh, I'm thinking. Okay. Nope. Oh goodness you guys are so um, focused on this job that you have chosen well no i just my ideal job would be consider- like lying under a hammock and the tahitian sun for all eternity so like uh, it's not a job travel blogger you get oh. paid to travel Ooh, actually yeah i have one mine would probably be movie critic oh i love going to movies and i would love to be paid to rip into them what about say nice things about them I'll say nice things about the movies I like. If it warrants, <laughs> if it the earns the privilege. Exactly. Deal. I would like to be an actor. I think actor would be fun. Like not a thespian. No, no, no. Like <laughs> I like well, that term. I mean, yes. A denizen of the theater. <laughs> not that fancy. I want to be a character actor. Oh, oh, that would be a good one. You know, not like a yeah. not like a leading man or or a, you know woman or whatever. I want to be a. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be a leading woman. <laughs> I would want to be a character actor because I don't know. I feel like it would just be more fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I think it would be really fun to be. I don't think professional background extra is a thing, but that would be quite fun, honestly. I mean, There's that's kind of what a character actor in LA sometimes that is. Call yeah. themselves actors, but are in reality are professional background actors. But that's background. kind of great. It's like you get to have all the fun things of being like, oh, I'm in the movie, but you also don't have the massive amount of like media attention or pressure on your work, right. and you don't have all. That's issues. Feel, That's what I feel like. Yeah. I was a, actually I have a another one because I just came back from Disney World. Driver of the Jungle Safari uh, oh, sure. cars. The skipper. That's a good one. That's a Jungle Cruise. Oh, Slightly the different. They're the one that drive oh, it. Gotcha. Yeah, Jungle Safari is the one where they like take you in a car and go around like Disney's little private safari park. And he was telling us all these stories about like, you know, sometimes he has like the gazelles basically jump like over the car. And I was like, okay, I want this job. Because all you do is you drive around, you recite animal facts, and then you like see giraffes every single day of your life. And that sounds amazing. Okay. All right. I think mine would be 
like the main character in a video game because you're better than everyone else you can't die and you're like superhuman in everything you do i, I know that's not a real job yeah, but i don't no, care I have, I have questions i have i have one question <laughs> technically they it's not that they don't die it's that they die and get resurrected a lot i but feel like that's the opposite canonically, they don't die could but be, like could be painful every time if you, yeah like if, if they suffer pain every single t- like i've played some video games my character gets stabbed many times uh over the course of a play session so but then they're fine afterwards but that that sounds like, that's basically what hell is <laughs> it's like Deadpool if you don't remember it, it. <laughs> that, that, no all of this sounds incredibly dystopian can't you argue that you're the main character of your own life or something inspirational like that? Yeah, but this that? is a really <laughs> boring video a game. You haven't died yet. I think you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing really well. But I also can't, like, climb up walls or, like, be great yes. at basketball. Not yet. Not yes. yet. That's true. Isn't this just The Sims, then? I mean, <laughs> but even my Sim is good at stuff. <laughs> My Sim actually has a lucrative job with upward mobility. <laughs> My like Sim can like influencer. read a book for like three hours and not get bored. Mm. Oh, that is. A, I am very jealous of my sim when they just like sit down to do a hobby for eight hours. I'm like, why can't I do that? They can play chess by themselves and get fun out of it. <laughs> they can paint. They can play guitar. Not well, but they can do it. <laughs> then if you keep practicing, you get good at anything in the Sims. And I feel like I can do some things for like years, and I would not get any better. Yeah, exactly. You can exactly. Like, buy a stove and not have to go to the store and then install a stove. Yes, like the stove just appears before you, or like you know, you don't have to go grocery shopping. You can just make mac and cheese out of like by like throwing things into a bowl and stirring it. Like, see, it's my fantastic. jealousy is when a sim says they're gonna do a hobby, they sit down and they do it instead of buying all the supplies and doing yes. it for two weeks, like a hyperfixation, and then immediately forgetting about it. And then they look in their fridge and they realize they have seven it. different types of oils on top of their fridge yep. from the soap making thing that they were into <laughs> during quarantine. Like, yeah, I that's, really that's that. on me owning watercolor uh pens and as we discussed at the beginning i am not an artist i have a lot of art supplies yep. that have not been nice so maybe used. i just want to be a sim that sounds like fun yeah, yeah like being a sim is a perfect job what's the most annoying habit that someone else can have this is really specific and it's not a habit but people that take their shoes off on commercial airlines when there's other people in the row with them can you please not it's a big ick yeah that's not yeah. great because then they like stick their feet in the little wedge of the gap and they think nobody notices, but I notice it's your feet right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a problem with feet? No, I just have a problem just... with like people's sweaty socks in my personal bubble. Okay. Okay. Oh, I have one yes, uh, go for from it. personal experience that I will not name where clipping your nails or toenails in a public space yes don't yeah. do nope. it yeah that's why i like having my own office because i can i can do stuff in clip there your that... nails. you can clip your nails at work dave has a pile <laughs> of nail clippings under his desk that he's just Look, keeping sometimes i'm not very good at personal grooming and sometimes i you know sort of you know look up and realize that my nails are a little bit too long nail file and well, oh i hate nail files that's better well, okay. I feel like I feel like <laughs> clippers are faster. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a pair of clippers like in your drawer? And we're just like batching this. Yeah. Right now? <laughs> He's gonna pull like, them out. I, I if if I shared an office with somebody, I probably wouldn't do. Thank this. Thank you. Okay. They, that's all. But that what I I'm need. saying is, this is why I like having my own office because I can close the door and change my clothes, or you know. Yeah. Or you know, snip my clip my nails or pick my nose or whatever I need to do. 
Mm-hmm. However, on the topic of nail clippings, this one's specifically at my husband. When you clip your nails, not over like a receptacle, just like out. He's changed. He's changed. But at at my husband, I won't say his name. People could probably figure it out. Don't clip your nails when they're not over like a trash bin or the toilet. That's my thought. Fair enough. There's going to be some people here that are going to disagree with this. No, I I think that's perfectly fair. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard over the toilet before just because I think that would be uncomfortable, but like definitely over a trash can. It's kind of like put your foot up. Or over the sink. Yeah, or the sink. Something like that. Just yeah, somewhere just where some it's kind of receptacle. Cleaning. Yeah. There's nothing worse than like stepping on a like a Yeah, a nail, nail clipping. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. I actually, the exception that I have trimmed my cat's nails just on the carpet before because he's not going to hold his paws yeah, over trash. Not, dogs, dogs and cats are very different. They, yeah, that is I a do. battle. That's a I, battle you must yeah. win. <laughs> I have to, bri- he, he gets like 20 treats when I clip his nails because of all the bribing I have to do. But. I never clipped my, I, well, never clipped my cat's nails. Would recommend that it stops them scratching you. Cause like they don't they, really scratch me. Well, I mean, I, have, I I could accidentally get scratched. Yes. Yeah. Well, then you must have a demon cat or an angel cat. I have a demon cat. I apparently, would, I would say no, but they find other ways to. Yeah. Oh, actually, one of the things I notice is that it stops them from clawing my curtains because if their nails aren't sharp, they like their claws aren't sharp. I they should. Can't dig I, into the I fabric. should. I should do this with Pandora because Instagram. I'm. My, I'm Pandora. I will eat you. That's like the <laughs> third time you shield your cat's Instagram. Are you anyway, sure? <laughs> anyway, yeah, she she has a little scratching scratching problem. So I should I should be more diligent about that with Pandora. Just a recommendation. Did you guys have a, Did you guys cover your annoying habit? I think mine is when people can't like admit that somebody knows more than you in something. Mm. So like every med student. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was about to like very sheepishly raise my and like that might have been me. <laughs> Like, it's if you do know more than me in something, that's fine. But if I know more than you in something, and like, or if some anybody knows more than you in something, and you still have to like correct them, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't like it. Okay, well, welcome to the wonderful, wonderful world of being mansplained, too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'm coming from it on the side of a man, so I can't yeah. imagine <laughs> that is a really good one, though. Yeah. That no. is a very good one. I hate being interrupted. Okay. That's like my big thing. Like, I, I don't know if it's because I'm a woman and whatever, but like yeah. oh, when someone, when I can't finish my sentence and someone feels the need so to So tell like... me about like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you why it's okay to be interrupted. <laughs> my my daughter has, has, hates this as well, but unfortunately she's, she gets interrupted all the time because the rest of her family feels like it's important to say things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I started adopting the. I'm sorry. And she'll I just sit there and look at us like, I'm going to. Kill <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I haven't finished is a good one. Yeah. Like, to acknowledge it because yeah, sometimes I feel like I just like sink into myself. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, and you got to make really intense eye contact when you do it. It's a power move. I feel yeah. like I love doing that. I, my, I don't love being interrupted, but when I have yeah, to. Yeah. My one is like when I need to be civil, it'll be like, I'll let them finish their thought and be like, so to get back to what I was saying, kind <laughs> of thing. Like, again, acknowledging it, but also being like, I was not finished with my thought. That's the professional way to do it. Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. What skill do you think people should take more time to learn? What skill should people take more time to learn? Thinking of answers to questions. Um, (laughs) Taxes. (laughs) 
I think that's a really great one. <laughs> I was going to say time management, but, but that felt really obvious. Maybe financial. Financial. Literacy? Yes. Literature. Li- I, literature. Like a, reti- a smaller retirement account. Yeah. Like This is on my mind. I actually, um, not to brag, I am currently in the process of setting up a Roth IRA. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably a little late to the party, but you know. What? You know. No, certainly earlier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> hint, you, um, hint, short quote listeners, uh, you may get to experience this podcast basically forever until, <laughs> until I... <laughs> Die at this, this is Dave's retirement plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so please buy some pins, Dave. <laughs> Dave needs to eat. Okay, financial financial literacy, yep. financial skills. Fair enough. What do you think, Riley? That's a really good one. I feel like on the topic of the interrupting thing, people should learn how to listen better. That's I'm, a good one. I'm a work in progress. Don't mm-hmm. my brain's a little too scattered sometimes to like feel confident in that so I'll acknowledge that I'm not so great at that but I would like to like take some extra time to learn like hey brain shut up for a second and listen to this person yeah okay completely agree I'd say kind of on the same line like just more empathy Mm. I think when well I, I tried my best not to listen to the news because I'm stressed out enough as is stress meter but me I feel like a lot of the things that come up is just people not being empathetic towards other people's situations and leading to, you know, things that don't need to happen. And mm-hmm. I feel like if everybody was just a little bit better about realizing that life isn't about them and about their beliefs, then we'll have a lot less arguments and can actually do productive things. Is yeah. empathy a skill? I would say I th- so. I think so. Because there is some kind of skill in learning how to accept people's, like, like when someone is telling you about their own life, like believing them and not trying to poke holes in it or figure out the inconsistencies of you. Because the number of times I've seen people be like, well, someone was telling me, you know, this about their own experience or their own identity or whatever. And it's like, that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, well, it doesn't really matter if it makes sense to you because that's their experience. You don't get to poke holes in that. So, yeah. So empathy isn't necessarily about feeling like you could be that person or, or you could feel the same things. It's just about acknowledging yeah, like and, acknowledging and that taking are, a moment to understand or tr- or at least try to see it from a, from a different point of view. Yeah, trying to be better about acknowledging there are things you just can't know because you will never have that experience. Yes. Yeah. Anything else? Any other skills? That was really deep. I was going to say, like, I wish I knew how to change, like, my car tire. <laughs> this, I, though, yes. I, absolutely. It happened. I got stranded, like, in the middle of nowhere at 2 a.m. once in, like, a back road of Missouri. And I had to, like, call my dad in a panic because I had a flat. And that was really You scary. know, it's not that hard a skill to learn either. And I think we don't teach our kids. Yeah. I, I think we, I think, yeah, I mean, you, I can picture the 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 steps in my head and there's yeah. like basically you know three or four steps i feel like there's a lot of that just like really simple things that every human should know how to do and i like somehow missed that memo change yeah. your tire let's so, so okay valid change your change my tire change your tires change your um, oil change your I oil yeah. yeah i can fill it with oil but i don't really know what to do with the dirty oil mm. <laughs> you just bring that to the just dump it down the drain. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> D- dump it in the stream behind my house. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, fish. Uh, Anywhere um, where it's fresh water, dump it right there. Probably being able to feed yourself. That's a yeah, good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. I mean, I Do see a lot. I, correctly? I, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of folks who, who leave home without actually knowing how to toast a bagel, which mm-hmm. is a little weird. <laughs> All right. What did you say? Did you? Was there another one? I also like, don't know. Like, how often should I be cleaning my oven? Like all these like really adult things oh, yeah. that I should know oh. how to do, and I do not. TikTok know is great. Definitely, definitely when 
you open the oven and smoke comes out. <laughs> That's my method. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of adulting things. I don't know. If, like, I was too focused on school. I missed that memo. There's so or much. I mean, there is so much that I'm still learning. I mean, like I, things I, that I should that problem, know. I just took the batteries out of my smoke detector whenever it stops getting too sensitive, and then it works fine. No, <laughs> no, no, I did. I didn't. I didn't do that. Yeah, this I, detector was beeping at me. <laughs> yeah, it was beeping at me the whole time. I just took the batteries. <laughs> I was being real. Well, well, no, because have you never had like a really overly sensitive smoke detector? Like, I have two smoke detectors in my downstairs. They're both really close to each other, but the one in my kitchen, like, it wasn't just when I opened the oven, it was whenever I turned the oven on. And we call like, it the smell detector there, in our house. Yeah, there's like no smoke, there's nothing coming, it's just hotter in my kitchen. And it's like, beep, beep, and my cat's panicking, running up. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I took the batteries out for a while. What's a I mind, what's a mind bending fact of life that makes total sense when you think about it? That we have to literally sleep a third of our day. It's mm. a good one. It, it is insane. That we are spending that much time just like hanging out in bed, not moving, mo- kind of moving. And we literally can't live without it. And like, we have to have it. Like, I'm happy we have it, but it's shocking how much time we have to spend in sleep mm-hmm. as humans. Yeah. Mine is that when you move closer to this, like fast movement causes time to move more slowly. That, that one trips me out every time I think about it. That like quantum thing about time. Wow. It's like, and again, because the math all works. Uh, not that I've that, not that I know the math, but like the math I know does work. But just every time I think about it, the fact that like you can make time move slower by going faster is like, what the heck? Um, if you believe in like evolution and stuff, just like how we went from <laughs> like, there's some people that might not. I hope that most of our listeners believe that evolution exists, but just like the fact that we have evolved from like very very small organisms to like not being able to look anywhere without seeing things that we've built Mm -hmm. that are like billions and trillions of times bigger than like the first organisms it's just like amazing to think about and like how it happened Hmm. that's fantastic every time we learn about embryology the, like yes. I'm more and more skeptical yes. about evolution. I obviously believe in evolution, <laughs> but like every time I learn how we go from like three cells to being a human, I'm like, there's no way this actually happened. Like, like this, could, this it's, like, a, it's like the teleportation thing. Yeah, like, like, somebody's got to like, be in control. Like here. I yeah. literally, I'm like, there's no way this could have happened by like random chance. And I understand like time, and if you go by those probabilities, it probably works out. But like I'm like, this couldn't have happened by just like random mutations working out correctly. I'm so happy you brought this up because I was gonna come back to that. Like. <laughs> The fact that any baby human is born ever. Yeah. And it doesn't look like a complete blob monster. For every cell it divides, things could go wrong. Yeah. And we still have children in this world. It's insane. It's yeah. Crazy. And and it's like, and people are like, oh, you have a third nipple. That's a weird thing to happen. It's like, do you understand just how many things could have gone wrong? <laughs> could be worse. Be lucky you have a third nipple. Like, good grief. I think that the. the one that I sometimes think about, it's very mundane compared to the ones that that you've brought up, but it's that nobody's paying as close attention to you as you think they are. Yes. I do. I have to remind myself of that constantly. Like you, you know, you think, oh, if I wear this shirt, people will be like, you know, will judge you and, and be horrified. And maybe they will, but most people don't, won't even notice. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up and thinking like repeating an outfit was like a sin. 
Yeah. And like <laughs> in the eyes of God and man. Yeah. Can you tell I went to Catholic education growing yep, up? Love it. Nobody uses sin in like normal sentences. <laughs> um, but really, and now I've just I'm like, which oh, I wore this on Monday. You probably like, wore a uniform to your Yeah. Which, <laughs> much outfit repeating. So much outfit repeating it hurts. But yeah, I used to think like, oh, if I wore it on Monday and like it happened to also be like a good outfit for Friday, like I can't wear that because people will have known mm-hmm. that I'm a dirty scumbag that wore an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> twice in one week and nobody knows yeah, nobody knows well, so this, I feel like those were all much better like this is the oldest you'll ever be and the youngest you'll be again that one gets in my mind sometimes yeah oh of, like yeah. The, this very moment like you can get really inside your head about that kind of stuff I think mm-hmm. That, remind, that reminds me of one I saw once. Like, there was a moment where your mom or your dad put you down as a kid and then never picked you up again. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to my parents' house and make them pick me up again. Just for that. Wow. Mom, dad, pick me up. Pick me up. Wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, right? Huh. Like they never, go, yeah. they never picked you up. Pick up my children. They'll be a little freaked out. But. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, but just do it. Then they'll be able to remember. Uh, and I, I may be in the hospital afterwards, but I'll do it. There was another one I was going to mention. Oh, it's just that, you know, right now, there are people who are living lives separate from mine. <laughs> do you ever, I mean, this obviously, of course no. this makes sense, but like, I'm so yeah. inside my head that sometimes I'm like, I, there's somebody else out there who doesn't know me. Yeah, and we'll that never their know life me, but... is as vibrant and incredible as like my own is. Yeah, is, like that people are having just as enriching of an experience on this earth mm-hmm. as I am, and I can pass them on the street and I look them in the face sometimes, and I'm like, I'll never know you. You'll never know me. I'll never know what's inside your moment. head. I'll never know yeah. what your circumstances yep. are. But you are also a human being going through this complicated thing that is being a human yeah. being. Like like all the people I interact with on a daily basis have like. Like they continue to exist after we our interaction has ceased is just wild. Yeah. And just like when you're like, yeah, when you're talking to them, like they have thoughts and they have opinions and ideas mm-hmm. and like some of them you'll know because they'll tell you. And but even then, like you'll never know yeah, what they know and what they like feel. And that's very strange. Let's see your artwork. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough of this we, kumbaya bull. That, that was I, I really enjoyed that. I, I but we got to close the show at some point, and I want to see your beautiful, beautiful artwork, oh, Riley. Here, I'll, there we go, Riley. Tell us about your uh, beautiful, beautiful artwork. Thank there. you so much. Uh, this is exactly what it looks like. It is grass, a flower, a bee, and an ant. Nice. That's it. There's nice. no deepness to this. There's just earth. Okay. Miranda, to this camera uh, to here. This, mine got a tad introspective apologies in advance, but like I'm having quite a frustrating time in lab right now. So I'm like kind of over here, kind of sad because the thing isn't working, but this is like the future and it will oh. it will get better. And like in so moving cute. forward, it will get bright. I know. I really wanted to draw a picture of like a horse or something, but it just wasn't <laughs> coming to me. And I'm like, screw it. Matt? I drew a sheep. It's nah. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it looks like my aunt. Yeah, one of the learning communities here is Flux. Uh, I was gonna say it looks like the Flux thing. Yeah, I'm the mayor of Flux. So I was like, I'm gonna Flux. draw a sheep, and it's a bad sheep, but it is a sheep. You should make it up in Flux. You and that power Wait. is the mayor. Mallory? Oh, mine's a breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Denny's Grand Slam. That's fantastic. Um, I was going for a sun at first, and then it started to look like an egg, so I I leaned into that. (laughs) Well, 
Well, I was going to say, because I thought that looked like DNA, but now it looks like a Pop-Tart. What is- oh, yeah, it could be DNA. I was going for avocado toast. Oh. <laughs> really- their own. Yeah. So good. Thank so good. You. Well, good job, everybody. That's our show. Miranda, Riley, Mallory, Matt. Thanks for being on the show with me today. This was lovely. Of course. Thanks Thank for you. having us. And what, what kind of acrocordon would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? If you're new and you like what you heard today, do you know what that is? No. 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 You I, stopped I was, mid-sentence. Yeah, I wasn't also. even going to ask. You interrupted yourself. <laughs> it's, it's a skin tag. Uh, <laughs> we're all horrible doctors. Okay. I was just going to say, I know it sounded familiar from the news. Yeah, yeah. that's the only yeah. reason that I knew what it was. Anyway, I guess I, I helped. I, I was an educator. I helped. I helped. Boy. Well, look at you, Mr. Educator. If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available. Our editors are Maddie Walleen and Nick Lind. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing Humanities program. Music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying, don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Hi, Shortcoats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. 